This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. Worth covering. Original classic hit makers. I feel like this is James and the Giant Peach. You know, as I started trying to research this, it's like Anna and the Giant Dr. Dre. Get it down into four minutes and play a tune that is radio friendly. Mm. The challenge was set. So the reason I'm actually Heart. bringing Do- Dr. Dre to you um, was yesterday uh, it was announced that he'd had a brain aneurysm and sent the world into a spin, all the hip-hop world and the celebrity world, obviously, in this fan base. Um, he actually tweeted from his hospital bed uh, saying, do you know what? I'm cool, I'm fine, I'm being looked after well, and I'm okay, don't mm. worry. So, um, scary for everyone, um, and everyone took to their kind of uh, social media to say, I hope you're okay. Um, big, big hip hip hops. Obviously, Snoop was in there. Um, he's fascinating. Uh, mm. Dr. Dre is fascinating, and I'm not even going to uh, attempt at doing anything more than scratch the surface of a few elements of his life, and then we'll talk about this particular song, which is, you know, super interesting. Um, I think I flitted through uh, most of Dre's career in terms of songs. I know them all. Mm. I can sing them, you know. But do I know about the man? Mm. Not massively, uh, and that's really, really interesting whereas I'm sitting next to a hip-hop guru yes, here sir. so I know that if I get anything wrong don't worry guys he'll be flagging me up stage you right yeah, yeah you can do it one of the things I like about the music greats is because you also add your personal touch to it so yes okay it's definitely hip-hop but you know Dr. Dre from how you know Dr. Dre right and now it's like you know obviously he means a lot for you know hip-hop what mm. he what he did and mm. what he was able to accomplish political and, beast uh, yeah it's very just, yeah, political getting looking forward to it yeah okay well, I hope I don't let you down because nah. we've only got three and a half minutes. But we're talking about Andre Ramel Young. That's his real name, known professionally as Dr. Dre. And he's 55 years old, which just cracks me up because you don't really think of Dr. Dre being 55. He will be forever that kind of iconic sort of late 20s, early 30s, making this crazy music that has... Um, I mean, some of his records are so conflicted and so out there in terms of their language and their stance that they have had zero radio play. So that's one of the things I will say about this man already, which I love. I respect that. That's artists pushing boundaries as far as they can. And you know what? We're still in the charts, even though it had zero radio play. Uh, He's an American rapper, record producer, audio engineer, record executive, entrepreneur. He's the founder and CEO of Aftermath Entertainment and, of course, Beats Electronics. So we're all wearing his goods. Um, He was previously a co-owner of Death Row Records till he fell out. Um, Mm. He fell out with his, uh, I was going to say his co-host. That's right, Mm. Sugar Knight. And then they... Sugar. (laughs) Sugar White, whatever it was. (laughs) Here we go. Sure, sure. (laughs) I read it. I'm telling you. I haven't got to that bit yet. Sugar, sugar, yeah, yeah. sugar, that sugar one. daddy, sugar, 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 white. <laughs> I'm just gonna make it up. Yeah, but they all have crazy names yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they are crazy uh, names. So <laughs> that's one of many blunders that's gonna be. It's all right. We've got House picking me up. So uh, where were we? Yes, Death Row Records. Mm. Um, his career was started really quite, quite 
you know, calmly. Um, he was a member of World Class Wrecking Crew in 1985. Wow. And then went to gangster rap group NWA. Mm. I cannot say the proper name of NWA. Luckily, everyone actually just uses the letters. Uh, <laughs> but they are not words that I, I as, as a white woman, would ever utter. Um, but you mm. can understand where that comes from. And even the name of his group is a political stance. Um, and that's the, the gentleman that we're dealing with. So he's really known for his explicit lyrics. Um, within the hip-hop world, he details violence, violence on street life. Um, he talks about the police in a, a lot of ways. Uh, there's the whole West Coast thing mm. going on. Um, and he was part of a sub subgenre of hip-hop. That's what they say. Um, there's a synthesizer foundation and mm. slow, heavy beats, which you're hearing behind me. And of course, uh, the song that we're going to play, which this one's called Still Dre, um, is from his album 2001. And that's where he gets into his groove on this. So he then, you know, you go through his life. The thing that he's, he's done, which is remarkable, he had a solo debut studio album called The Chronic. That was 1992. That mm. was released under Death Row. Mm. And it made him one of the best-selling American music artists of 1993. He got a Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance for the single Let Me Ride. Um, several accolades for the single Nothing But A G Thing, but it's actually Fang. Um, and uh, he, he produced then other people. And this is where it gets good. You got Snoop Dogg, obviously. Him, mm. him and those two are, t are tied at the hip. Snoop Doggy Dogg's debut album was Doggy Style. I remember it well. Um, and it had all those good hits on it, like uh, Dog Food and The Dog Pound. And, um, oh, wow. Uh, you know, like, hang on, I'm trying to find... Uh, dog Food. Yeah. Uh, but he mentored, mentored producers as well. Did you know that Warren G... Yeah, you'll know that. Well, Warren G mm, is Warren his stepbrother. Mm. So that was mad. He Regulate had this is one of my favorite songs. Regulate. Yeah. What a tune. We have mm. to do that. We'll do yeah. that next week. Yeah. Um, but... He had the crazy upbringing. I'm going to touch on it because, uh, you know, this defines these artists. He grew up in Compton. Compton is rough, right? It's, this is L.A. Um, and he grew up uh, with uh, his parents divorcing. Um, then his mum, you know, having several other husbands. Each time she had a new husband, it brought stepchildren to the fray. And so he had all these stepsisters and brothers and um, all of that going on. And he says, really, my grandmother brought me up in Compton. He went to one particular school that was so bad and the violence was so bad and the, um, everything that was going on, even his parents, who don't sound like they paid much attention to him, to be honest. Um, uh, that's the best way I can describe what I read about it. Um, they even went, OK, we're pulling you out of that school. <laughs> and he went across town to Roosevelt School, which he stayed in. And that seemed to be OK. But his grandmother brought him up. So so his vision of um, of what marriage should be, yeah. of what family life should be, was completely distorted. Um, doesn't appear to have a great vision of women uh, mm. in the world and probably you must look to his mother for that because from what I read she didn't exactly set a good example um, and you know that's what children 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 are just sponges and they soak everything up mm. um, and so his history in that particular sense in, in that area isn't good and he's been in and out of court and he's the subject of books and all sorts of things like that what you can't say about Dr. Dre is that he's boring um, but obviously in the middle you've got all these artists that he brought out and mm. He, you know, you've got Eminem, for example, 50 Cent. Mm. Um, I'm just looking through. Uh, he, 
oversaw the careers. That's that's how they're phrasing it. He oversaw the careers of Tupac, the DOC, Snoop Dogg, Exhibit, um, Nocturnal. That starts with a K, people. Mm. The Game, Kendrick Lamar, Anderson. Is it Anderson Pack? Anderson Pack, yeah. Yeah. Um, and these are big careers. And... Uh, and just an incredible thing. So he went through his solo patch, then he went into massive collaborations, he mm. produced albums. You know, he then went off, clearly a very, very good businessman. And um, and that's his life, and that's what he's done. And he's now heading up, is it Aftermath Entertainment? Yeah. 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 So you can see that I've had to skim quite a lot. Yeah, he, uh, with, with with Dre, I think it was more like the, um, you know, like you said in the beginning, uh, he was he was the quiet guy, even in uh, in NWA. And I just want to kind of uh, right, pinpoint that one, because I think even the words that we don't like, of course, but they came in from a, from a, from a, from a place where it's authentic and real. They were not, absolutely. they yeah. were not like yeah. acting like some Arabs would call themselves that. And right. like, you have no right as an Arab to use that word. No. Um, Agreed. Regardless of what we think of that word, I don't th- I don't like the word. But again, it's coming from a place where there was a lot of police brutality, racism, mm. and they've experienced it. Yeah. So when they say, um, you know, some bad word to the police, the police deserve that word. Yeah. And I think it's more like a and, and they were able to prove that later on. Mm. And it was more of what they were able to stand for. So, yeah, 100 percent. NWA yeah. built that. But Dre was always the. The, the quiet guy maybe on the side right. just making those beats and then obviously with Eminem um, this is the reason why I'm saying this because now this is under the center of attention yeah because yeah, yeah. Snoop called uh, uh, Eminem not in his top 10 yeah. as rappers at which point Eminem and of course Snoop and Dre are friends at which point Eminem dissed Snoop um, well he didn't like the tone yeah he? and he's like you know and, yeah. and that happened and again you know because it's all a matter of uh, elevating uh, the culture now they're all friends yeah yeah, yeah. but but it's just a matter of you know uh, yeah Eminem wouldn't be where he is today without Dre without that's a Dre. fact but yeah. then it looked, quite a few artists wouldn't yeah. I mean he laid the foundations for a lot so whatever vision he has he, he is a visionary because when you read about him you've got to have you've got to have that vision of meeting someone and going I know exactly what mm-hmm. we'll do with you a producer is a director a producer is a creator you know Eminem clearly highly talented yeah but Dre molded that talent yeah, yeah and that's what he's done with so many people and him and Snoop Dogg are completely tied at the at the hip you know that every album has each other on it every song that they do all of the solo songs you know you've virtually mm. got Snoop in the background or when Snoop does something uh, Dr. Dre yeah um, is there too he had a seven-year hiatus at one point where he didn't release anything himself but he's all over everybody else's tracks he's, he's always producing. there yeah yeah, yeah. I and mean, he's singing and he's writing uh, and, one of the things I really enjoyed about Dre is that how he was passionate about creating a sound. So that sound that you hear, whatever it's like the the you know that sound. Yeah, this loop. And that was that was something that I I'm, I'm really always passionate about to tell the producer stop copying. Like yeah. if you're a producer here, you can be inspired by Dre, but do your own thing. And that's what he would say. That's what all the greats would say. And funnily you know? enough, on that, there's a couple of times he's been sued um, and they've won. Um, one of them was uh, they obviously took, they sampled, uh, I think it was an Indian tune on mm. one of the tracks. It's in my notes, 18 pages away now. Um, but he sampled it. They sampled it into one of the songs. Mm. Um, huge hit. And of course, they they came back, the people of the song, and went, excuse me, um, you've just used our song and you didn't ask. Yeah. Um, that went to court. And um, and it's not that Dre lost. He was just ordered by the court to give half of all the sales of that yeah. song to the I mean, that happens. There's a, yeah, there's a Jay-Z tune the that was sampled, Abdel Halim, one of the Egypt's greats, and he lost he lost that. 
Um, yeah. The sampling game, I think that's also very difficult. But it, and, but it's so know, clever. It is. But it yeah, is. you're going to get into trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the song that I've chosen to represent this incredible man. And he is an incredible man. Um, bearing in mind, if you think about the beat, beats as a brand, just beats as a brand is so clever. Um, and it's everywhere. Um, but, you know, you go into Virgin Megastore and, and there they are. Do you know what I mean? It's very in your face. My yeah. kids are wearing it. Yeah, it's yeah. super cool. Um, and he's a businessman. He's done very well. Um and super clever and everyone wants to sing with him so this morning when I'm going what do I play and some of the songs they don't get radio airplay for a reason <laughs> but he always writes from experience so he writes about what he knows um, this was the song that Big Hass I'm just going to say I said which one should I do and he went look you've got to do Still Dre <laughs> yeah. which was already in my mind but uh, the ones that I was listening to I'm going I can't play that mm. anyway we found a version <laughs> to play um, there, I mean obviously he produced California you know, I know um, yeah, but yeah. we played already what, that for Park yeah. uh, and I didn't want to do one that was led by someone yeah, else yeah, yeah. this is Dre this, this is, is about Dre. Dre it's got Snoop Dogg in it by the way Snoop Dogg is there doing his thing but this is Dre it's talking about himself uh, it was released on November the 2nd in 99 and it was the lead single from a very, very famous multi-platinum album. It's his second album called 2001. Um, mm. And the single was hugely popular, went multi-platinum itself um, and returned him at the time to the forefront of the hip-hop scene, put him right back there. It debuted and peaked at number three number 93 on the Billboard Hot 100 but in the United Kingdom it went into the R&B charts and sat there at number one we loved it we loved it in the UK yeah really yeah Wow. It did. It's like they're actually saying it in a kind of a sat on the R&B chart. You know? R&B chart? That's, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk um, about that. And then it, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's obviously, um, and this is where they talk about actually the seven years of, mm. of the hiatus. And it was during this time that um, he did California Love, No Diggity, uh, what mm. else? And, and, the, and the Slim Shady LP, Doggy Style. He did um, all of those things in that seven wow. years. He did not sit still. Mm. He is the music man. So now you've heard this song on loop. It must be killing you. It must be driving you crazy. So let's play the real thing. Um, hopefully we won't offend anyone. <laughs> Mr. Dre, everybody. The song's called Still Dre. Listen to him. He's talking about his life. He's talking about him. And it's the music greats on Yellow Home. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.